Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. This is Make It Kind. M.I.P. With Massimella Mark Thompson. Get woke. Ladies and gentlemen, it is that time of the month that we always welcome back this time of the month. Uh, the great Chad Stone, he is Chief Economist for Center on Budget and Policy Priorities, centeronbudget.org, always reminding you to check out his great tweet threads on the day the jobs report is all is released and so we're looking at october and here chad is to talk to us all about it chad how are you today man i'm well how are you just fine buddy always a pleasure uh, to have you um and and it's an ongoing pleasure we appreciate we've been doing this for a number of years now uh two receptions uh that's right i know i know it is something um all right 531,000 jobs uh, in October with revisions up uh, from August to September, up 235,000 up. So um, slowly, um, but surely things are coming back, aren't they? Yes, we had we had a couple of months that were disappointingly low, but we, we just got revisions in them that increased them some. So if you compare the level now with what we thought it was a month ago, um, but with the revisions, it's now 700, as you said, it's it's 766,000 jobs higher, which is really quite impressive. And in fact, I think, I, I don't want to boast, but I think I said we'd have at least 500,000 jobs this time. I don't usually make predictions, but um, it was just, it was just hard to believe that it could have been that low in the, in the, in the past two months. So yeah, so that's that's a solid report, but that means there's still 4.2 million jobs short of where we were at the start of the recession in February, or just before the recession in, in February, 2020. So there's still a ways to go, and that's just to get back to where we were 
well over a year ago. Um, and of course, there's been population growth since. So, so the actual the actual amount that we have to get back is pretty substantial. But seven seven months of six hundred thousand erases the four point two million. And uh, seven months is still a long time, but it's not like it was way back a year ago when we were really had a big hole. Yeah, yeah. The unemployment rate fell, but as always, you explain to us how that's not always the most accurate number because that does not uh, include people who really fell off and, and who exited looking for jobs. Right, right. The, un- the unemployment rate fell to 4.6, which is, which, is, which is still higher than it was in February of 2020, just before the pandemic recession, but it's way down from, from way over 10 at the worst. But as you say, we, we've talked about this over, over the course of our, uh, of our recoveries from recessions, that um, labor force participation, the, the, the fact that, that the unemployment rate only counts people who are actively looking for work. And in the pandemic, a lot of people dropped out of the labor force. And labor force participation is coming back slowly. And so if we had the same labor force participation as, as we had before the recession, then the unemployment rate would be a, a truer reading. So taking into account the fact of the reduced labor force participation, a more realistic unemployment rate is over seven is a little over seven percent, which is still way down from it was it was twenty some percent in, at the worst uh, that measure. So we still have to remember that the unemployment rate doesn't tell the whole story. That it it matters about the labor force, about as many people who want to be working are really back in the labor force working rather than still on the sideline trying to decide whether it's worthwhile going into the labor force. And it's getting more worthwhile with each jobs report as as the jobs come. There are jobs available. Now, the other thing that's going on is that appropriately, people are getting more picky about what jobs they're taking, especially lower lower wage workers are seeing increases. And there's a lot of competition for, for lower paid workers these days because of the difficulties of going back to work for lower paid workers. And so the wages have been going up, but still a fair amount of job loss there. The share of the population also with the job, and again, folks, we look at all these numbers in context. It, it, you know, while this is good, it still shows we have a way to go. That went up what? It, it just one one hundredth of a percent, a tenth of a percent, um, but to the a highest tenth, level, right. to the highest level since before the the recession. So, it's it's been, you know, for all these measures, um, the glass is filling, but there's still a noticeable emptiness in that glass that is filling. Now, I guess when we're talking about something that's, uh, that's yeah, numbers that are supposed to go up, uh, they are going up, but there's still a lot of room to go. Numbers that are supposed to be coming down, like the unemployment rate, are coming down, but you have to look at the right measure to, to know the true um, remaining gap. There's also the, the number of people who are working part-time. That number, and, and without really having a choice, they have to work part-time, that number is going down too. Still not where it was, obviously, in February but of 2020, but it's going down. Right. The U6 measure of unemployment and underemployment, one of the one of the one of the several measures that the Labor Department publishes every jobs day, that that looks at people who are what's called marginally attached to the labor force, which means they say they want a job, but they haven't looked in the last four weeks and therefore don't qualify as officially unemployed. And as we're talking about, people who are work, working few hours than, fewer hours than they would like, that's part-time for economic reasons. And so when you, when you add those in, you get a higher, a higher rate. But still, that's, uh, that's down to, let me say, to, to 8.3%, which is, 
still above where it was in February. Like every number, it's worse than it was in February of 2020, but it's getting better. More MIP after this message. So, folks, here's something interesting is as people are doing a postmortem of at least Democrats from Virginia. Education in Virginia on the exit polls was more important than the pandemic. All right. That was and the exit polls for people voted on education in Virginia. Yet, because of the pandemic, as, as Chad points out, three fifths of jobs lost at the state level, state and local level have been education <laughs> jobs. Right. And so um, uh, sit on budget is nonpartisan, but maybe the Democrats could have used Chad uh, to help people understand that the the issue, the, the people were, were concerned about the wrong issue. Um, it wasn't as if education was not as vibrant, that sector was not as vibrant just because of some random reason or because of critical race theory, uh, but rather because right. of the pandemic and the way you get, get those wheels, because they did an exit poll the other day with women. Oh, we didn't think the Democrat was gonna get our kids back in school. But if you don't, if you don't deal with the pandemic, you don't get the kids back in school. Uh, and the numbers show that the pandemic has had a disproportionate effect uh, on school reopening and everything else. So uh, yeah. Uh, Chad, that, that's kind of that's kind of interesting. So I'll observe, I'll observe two things. One is that the Council of Economic Advisors in the in the uh, Biden administration, I served on the Council of Economic Advisors in the Clinton administration, are professional economists, and they actually have good a good tweet thread on uh, the jobs report as well. But they're not, you know, the economists uh, on the Council of Economic Advisors, um, they're in a political job, but their job really is to 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 try this try to tell the story straight, and they do. And the other thing is that um, education jobs are definitely down, but because the, the going back to school schedule is so erratic, uh, has been so erratic in the, uh, since the pandemic, normal seasonal patterns, which the, which the data try to adjust for so that you can detect the underlying trend, are all distorted. And so there's a lot of margin of error around. But nevertheless, education jobs were big losers, huge losers at the beginning and they're not back but they're they're, yeah, they're a big, yeah. big chunk of state and local government job losses that's right whether whether it's exactly as high as 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 the figure i cited it's high yeah 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 uh and that's real folks critical race theory is real but that is real that's what's going on and that's not a, a man-made problem uh, so to speak so here's the thing you, you and you're right you did predict that you know the numbers would be up this month it's going to be interesting, Chad. You said jobs are out there. There may be a few more if some of the local and state jurisdictions, even some of the private entities, fully enforce vaccine mandates. Right? I mean, it's or I wonder what's what is how it will balance out. Will you have more unemployment from current employees uh, boycotting boycotting vaccine mandates? Well, you have more employment from people taking up some of those jobs that the anti-vaxxers are letting go. It's going to be interesting to watch. Yeah, no, you have you have that exactly right. And in fact, if it's safer to go back to work, a lot of people are going to be going back to work. Plus, it seems to be the case that when you're actually when you actually have to decide whether you're going to uh, leave your job because of uh, your stance on vaccines, we see a lot of people that are starting to take the vaccines rather than. Um, mm -hmm. 
So, so I would guess that the, the fact that it'll be it, people will feel safer going back to work will outweigh the, um, the, the issue with the, with the, uh, with the anti with the persistent anti-vaxxers. But um, I'm, you know, it's about the future. The future is impossible to predict with any uh, reasonable certainty. But, uh, but, but, you, but you laid it out exactly right that those, there are those two conflicting things at work. More MIP after this message. And of course, Chad points out in his thread, as always, folks, the disproportionality of job losses in the low wage sectors amongst the African-American women, amongst those without degrees. And, and those things happen in the best of times. Those who are, are foreign born, there is disproportionality even that was going on in February 2020, but it is exacerbated even more now by this uh, by this pandemic um as well so folks th those things are also important uh to watch but it slowly the economy is coming back and then of course it's about to be the holiday season matter of fact in new york it's already christmas all the christmas decorations are already up and and i don't know when i've seen them is it there were christmas decorations going up halloween weekend uh because i think people you know businesses understand the need to get it you know to defibrillate <laughs> marketing in the economy. I, I'm, yeah. I'm not that crazy about seeing it that early. It's a, it's a bit, you know, some of us, for some of us Christmas doesn't have to be all marketing and capitalism, but be that as it may, that, that those are people who, who really understand the need to, to exploit what the holiday season usually brings. And that is sort of an uptick in employment. Yeah, it'll it'll be it'll be a complicated holiday season in part because of the supply shortages that works, supply chain shortages that That's we're experiencing. True. So again, the data have been hard to interpret through the whole pandemic experience because it's so unprecedented and it's thrown off all kinds of things. So, but yes, uh, people are getting ready for Christmas. It, 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 it seems That's exactly right. Um, it's it, it's been a tr it, yeah, it's been right. happening over time, right? They're getting ready for Christmas used to be after th or Thanksgiving was supposed to be the <laughs> the start, but it's moved forward in time. I would I would note one thing about yeah. the the race and gender disparities that they were they were really wide early on and for a lot of the recovery, but Black and Hispanic men are at least this month are at or above the employment level than in February of 2020. Yes, black black women have the have the highest unemployment, have the highest percentage loss still jobs hole for them compared with with other women compared with other men of any race, and so so it's, it's like for, uh, still four point two percent jobs hole I think if I remember right, and that's bigger. And but there's been enough of a recovery that we're getting we're getting close to back to where we were in some cases. But there's also a lot of fluctuations month to month because of the nature of the sample size of the data that we're drawing the numbers from. So there's, so there's marginal variable around them. So there's a little bit of fluctuations as, as we're getting closer. Back when we were way below where we were in February of 2020, um, this, the disparities were large and stood out and, and were along race, race and, uh, and sex lines. Yeah. And they still are basically but but it gets it gets a little more nuanced in 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 what what title to put on the on those ch charts which are showing a snapshot of where we are rather than a time series but i'm, I'm not going to put up a chart that has uh, what 12 12 lines that would be too complicated <laughs> right 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 folks uh the most comprehensive 
uh, thread on the employment numbers takes place at his Twitter handle every month at Chad CBPP. Be sure to check it out if you want to be fully informed on everything that's going on. It takes, in fact, all the numbers. You know, when the government makes its announcements on that, those Fridays, as it did last Friday, they'll, they'll give you the two numbers, how many jobs, what the unemployment rate is. But Chad goes even further and behind those numbers. That's why we always have him here. Also, check out the off-the-charts blogs as well at centeronbudget.org. Oh, very important, though, before I forget, this infrastructure deal, uh, even if Build Back Better doesn't make it through, and many of us aren't happy about that, is that it's stalled. But this infrastructure deal, that's going to create some jobs. It is. It is. Um, it takes takes a little bit of time uh, for a lot of infrastructure projects right. to, to to get going and generate jobs, but um, there's there's some stuff that will have some impact in the in the shorter run as well. Um, yeah, and yeah, it's it's definitely and and even better, not even better, but but um, as good. Um, it'll be increasing the economy's capacity supply to to produce goods and services, which will down the road will be some relief on um, on on future inflation, um, and because because the because the you know, demand is not bumping up against the economy's short-run capacity to supply because because we're 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 we're, uh, we're expanding it with the infrastructure bill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chad Stone, sit on budget.org. Chad C B P P for sit on budget and policy priorities. At Chad C B P P on Twitter. Check him out. Read what he has to say. Discuss it with others, and people will see you as intelligent as people sometimes see me well people when as intelligent people only see me when i'm talking to chad about his numbers otherwise it doesn't work uh <laughs> take care buddy we appreciate you thank you yeah great to be with you take care thanks for getting woke and listening to make it plain please remember to listen like and wherever you get your podcasts please give the show a five-star rating and please do spread the word Let's all continue to pray for each other during this pandemic and this police-demic. If all hearts and minds are clear, it has been made plain. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.